You're listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast, a weekly show of our Sunday sermons that give you a way to connect with God, grow in faith, and find wholeness. Thanks for joining us. Here's the message. So, if you've known me or have listened to my messages at all, you've probably heard me talk about this, so please forgive me, but... Um, for the past couple, three years, I've had this back injury, this back problem, and I've tried different things. Like first I went to the sports massagist person, did some physical therapy, and I kept kind of running into the same problem. Like every three to six months, I'd have this massive flare up, uh, sort of like a sciatic pain to the point that at times I could barely walk, like even crawling across my floor to the bathroom in excruciating pain. Like, it was just terrible. I remember the first time it happened, I was officiating a high school basketball game and, like, literally just, like, walking from half court to the baseline of the basketball court was just impossible. So, after the latest flare-up, this time we were on vacation. Uh, My wife and I had went away for Valentine's Day, of course, and I was in so much pain from this flare-up that, like, just walking across, like, the lobby of the hotel was excruciating. And to the point that I got to the hotel room, I crashed down on the bed, and I was like, if we're going to do anything, if we're going to do anything tonight, like, it's going to have to be in a wheelchair for me. I was in that much pain. It's, it's embarrassing. It's, it's crazy to talk about. So when I got back from that trip, I said, you know, I got to think outside the box here. And I went to a chiropractor. And I remember the first time I went to this chiropractor's office, he had this little sign hanging in his office. And the little sign said, five dangerous words. Maybe it will go away. Maybe it will go away. Now, trust me, I try the maybe it will go away for my own back injury. Like I did some things here, did some things here, some things there, but I basically just said, maybe it will go away and I'll just get back to normal. It'll be fine. The problem as I experienced it, as so do so many others, is that the issue was structural It was foundational. It was a problem in my alignment, in my bones. I was out of alignment. And as I've learned, at least, if we ignore this problem, if I ignore this problem, our body will just learn to adapt, to adjust, to live in dysfunctional, unhealthy ways. Now, I want to speak to you this morning. You've probably watched last week, or maybe you've seen our stuff on Facebook and social media, that we're in a sermon series called Stuff We Need to Talk About. And, and it's stuff that we as white people, I'm speaking to white people this morning, that we need to talk about. And if you're watching this morning as a white person, there's some stuff that we need to talk about. And I want to speak to you myself as a white person. Most, if not All of us, the vast majority of us, I think, have thought this same way about racism in our nation's history and even in our current context. We thought about those five little words, 
Maybe it will go away. But like me and the chiropractor, we're often not willing to do the work to put in the time and commitment to fix what is foundationally wrong. And again, I'm not saying that we are, uh, we are inherently racist, that we tacitly approve of systemic racism or actively do things that are overtly racist, like the opposite, in fact. But again, we're often unwilling to have those difficult conversations and do the difficult work. Rather, we just want it to go away. It becomes a problem that we learn to live with. And the problem is when we learn to live with dysfunctional alignment, like that becomes the new normal. And the thing is in our nation, in America, this dysfunction, this disalignment hurts black, indigenous, and people of color far more, far more than it hurts us as white people. We think about housing discrimination and generational wealth, the amount of generational wealth and net worth from a, a family of color versus a white family is astounding. The difference between employment and wages for people of color versus white people is, is shocking. Life expectancy, how long people live is, is shockingly dis disparate based on your skin color. One source I found says that a white male lives on average five years, five years longer than a, a black man. It's shocking. And all this is been, has been exacerbated by COVID-19 where we find ourselves. And the reality is that it is not going away. It's not going to change. Maybe it will go away. That's not happening. So what can we do? I want to read this morning from 1 John chapter 1 and verses 5 through 10. I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. You, you're welcome to follow along with me. Perhaps you've heard these words before. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. It's in the back of the Bible, in the back of the New Testament. John writes, This is the message that we have heard from him and announced to you. God is light and there's no darkness in him at all. If we claim we have fellowship with him and live in the darkness, we are lying and do not act truthfully. But if we live in the light in the same way that he is the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of the son Jesus cleanses us from every sin. But verse eight, listen to this verse eight. If we claim we don't have any sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Wow. But verse nine, if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from everything, everything we've done wrong. But again, verse 10, if we claim we've never sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Powerful words there. Now, perhaps you've heard these words read 
talking about confessing your personal sin, you know, anger, jealousy, lust, whatever. But here's the thing I want us to think about this morning, that John is writing to a community, to a group of people, not just an individual. This, this book isn't addressed to a person named John. It's not written by John to his friend Jane. It's written to a group of Jesus followers. And John has a message for this group of people. One is to confess their sins and the other is to walk in the light as Jesus is the light. I want us to look at that first one to confess our sins. We probably heard this term before if we've grown up in church in any, any amount or experienced church. What does it mean to confess our sins? At its most basic level, it just means to admit, to say, yep, that's me. I've done that. That is true. I will own up to that. I'll confess that. I'll say that that's, that's me. That's true. I've done that. This morning, I need to confess, me, I need to confess that as a white suburban dad and pastor, I didn't think that Sunday morning messages was the best time to talk about issues of race. I need to confess that. I need to confess that I thought these kind of conversations were best reserved for small groups because I confessed that I was concerned about how messages like these would be received by white people. I was wrong. I believe that we all, as white people, need to confess. Secondly, I believe we need to walk in the light as Jesus is the light. Now, I want to pause here for a moment and, and say that in our nation's history, there, there has been this problematic alignment or usage or association of, of black and darkness. And since we say that light is good and dark is bad, then that means white is light and white is good and dark is black and black is bad. So I want to acknowledge that problematic, wrong association and just, just recognize that this morning, that, that white and darkness has been used, that analogy of light and darkness has been used to further diminish and prejudice people of color and especially black people in our nation. So knowing that this morning, Let's go back to that verse from 1 John 1, 7. He says, but if we live in the light in the same way that he, Jesus, is the light, we have fellowship with each other. Now that word fellowship, perhaps you've heard that again in church or even in our broader community and you're like, well, that's a kind of a churchy sounding word. Like it is like we'll hear of churches who call themselves fellowship. We'll say, let's go have some fellowship, whatever. What does it mean to be in fellowship or have fellowship with one another? In the original language in this, the Bible was written. The word means something like a living bond or a fellow participant. And perhaps this most simplest, at least as I understand it, definition 
It means to share in life together. So think about it this way. By confessing our sin, we are able to live in the light of Jesus as Jesus is the light, fully sharing in life together, a part of the living bond with our fellow human beings. And if we're not confessing our sins, I believe we are not in true relationship with God. Like hear this, hear this this morning. Our relationship with God, with Jesus, is dependent upon our relationship with our fellow human beings. Like, this is a lesson that is throughout Scripture. The Apostle Paul writes in in his letter to the Corinthian church that before taking communion, people need to confess and restore their relationships with their fellow church members. Jesus Jesus is also recorded in the book of Matthew saying almost the exact same thing. That if you're at odds with a brother or sister in Christ, that you need to go put down your offering at the temple for worship. You need to leave that there and go back and make peace with your brother or sister or sibling. Where this becomes really powerful and really challenging is to think about white Americans and how we go to church on Sundays and worship God while we are largely at odds with our black and indigenous and people of color. I have been, I'll confess for myself at least, What the scriptures say is we cannot go to church on Sunday and truly worship God if we are not at peace with our fellow human beings. So this morning, I want to invite you to go in for some spiritual chiropractic care. Obviously, that looks like reading some scripture and confessing your sins to God. I also believe it, it can mean reading some black, indigenous, and people of color, listening to their stories. And how about this? Seeking first to understand, then, then to be understood. I don't know what it is, but white people, we seem to want it always the other way. Like we want them to understand us before we understand them. Like, like that's, that's backwards. We need to first seek to understand then to be understood. And yes, we need to confess our sins, sins of commission. Yes. Sins that we have done, but also sins of omission and omission is things we should have done, but did not do. There are many things in our history as a nation, even now, and yes, I know it is hard as white people to hear about all these sins and mistakes of our forefathers and our foremothers and say, hey, that's not on me. And you're right. If you listened to my message last week, you know, as I said, we're not responsible. We don't, we don't, 
bear the shame from the sins of our, of our forefathers and our foremothers. We don't own that shame. But we do bear the guilt if we continue to live and take advantage of those sins and not do anything about it to change those sins. We do own that. So we need to do something about it. And again, I'm not going to say that it's easy. These things are never easy. And, and going into the chiropractor, it's hard. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It produces anxiety. I go to the chiropractor like every two weeks and I still get anxious every time I get in there because he's cranking around my neck and a snap here and a snap there and one mishap and he could, he could kill me, right? It's not easy. But every time I do it, I come away a better person. I feel better. And the same way, like, we're not going to have one spiritual chiropractic experience and be fixed forever. Like, we're going to keep needing to make repeat visits. A body that has been out of alignment for so long reverts back to disalignment. Trust me, like, this is what my own body does. Like, my hips just... The doctor will snap them back and then they'll just slowly creak back because my body has been out of alignment for a long time. So really the choice is ours this morning. We can have these repeated flare-ups or we can have a little discomfort for better overall health. Now, I do want to acknowledge this morning that this is an, this is an analogy. This body analogy is not a perfect analogy, and, and it breaks down here in that as white people, the United States of America is not our body, and that's, that's part of the problem. For too long in our nation's history, we've understood this body as our body alone, and that's, that's the problem. In reality, it is our collective human body. And in our collective human body, these repeated flare-ups happen because we as white people are unwilling, at least often unwilling, to do the work, do the uncomfortable thing, and go in for some spiritual chiropractic care. And if I can say this this morning, I believe that it's white people We are the source of the unrest in our nation, not people of color. It's because of the dysfunction within our own bodies, within ourselves, as part of this collective body. It's our dysfunction within this collective body that causes the broader unrest. So we have a choice. We can either continue in this discomfort hoping that maybe it will go away or we can do something about it. By confessing our sins, by confessing our sins, we are able to live in the light as Jesus is the light, a part of the living bond with our fellow human beings. We cannot be. We cannot be in right relationship with God unless we are in right relationship with our fellow human beings.
Therefore, let us live in the light as Jesus is the light. Thank you for listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast. You can watch our weekly services on Facebook Live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And to learn more about joining a group or serving with us, visit our website at mgthornton.org. 